welcome to episode 19 of Coffee and Jesus. I'm Josiah Stroop, yet again. How am I going to be someone else? Why do I need to name myself? I don't know. <laughs> but welcome to episode 19 of Coffee and Jesus. And I'm so excited to be sharing with you uh, yet again more truth and more scripture and more wisdom and knowledge that we all can really retain by reading the word and just by accepting who God is and who Jesus is into our lives. And man, it just brings so much life just talking to people about Jesus and sharing own experiences and just spending time in our devotions truly is so beneficial every single day, every moment. I just constantly think about my devotional time and like how, like even this motivates me when I'm like kind of feeling like lazy is like, when have I ever had a devotional time where it was a bad experience or I was just like, eh, that wasn't worth it. Like I always walked away knowing that God did something in that moment that I actually gained some knowledge and truth through scripture. And really what that brings me to is just thanking you all again for all the feedback that I've been getting and feedback is so beneficial for me and just knowing that this podcast is truly helping you all that you guys are benefiting off of it and just growing in your devotions through me just reading scripture telling my own experience and really just sharing truth that's offered through scripture and how Jesus really provides wisdom and knowledge through the Holy Spirit in our lives and such an amazing way to just celebrate God and grow at the same time just by loving him and understanding who he is and for me today I'm recording today on Sunday so it's Father's Day and I know what you guys are thinking you're probably like why are you doing your podcast on Father's Day and you could have done it throughout the week man 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 kind of sound like my mom <laughs> no offense mom but <laughs> but anyway I'm doing it today because I always like to just do it after a Sunday service where I'm just like really after a Sunday service I just give the opportunity of the Holy Spirit just to speak to me if there's something God wants to do in me in the service and that really changes my thoughts on the podcast I let that happen but some days yeah like I'm really like moved by something throughout the week I'll do the podcast throughout the week but and today's Father's Day you're probably thinking I should be spending my time with my dad right now. And don't worry, I did. And I have been. <laughs> we were watching the U.S. Open after eating a bunch of ribs. And he passed out on the couch. So I was like, oh, well, might as well do it right now. So honestly, that's a pretty good Father's Day. So I'm really gl glad he has that kind of moment right now. Just passed out watching golf and belly full of ribs plus his own ribs <laughs> I don't know it's it's been a good day it's been a good day and what else to share about than to talk about our father in heaven and so that's really been on my heart today I also have another passage that I want to talk about that really understands who Jesus is apart from anyone else and yeah it's been really good week for me and there's been some ups and downs but truly God really has been showing me that 
there is no one else like him, that really the strength and the comfort all belongs to him, and he gives that to each and every one of us that accepts who he is. And really, I just am constantly reminded how without God in my life, without Jesus and what he did on the cross, I truly most likely would be with only one ear, two teeth, maybe an eyeball, and in the ditch, passed out. (laughs) So me being here making a podcast talking about Jesus is 10 times a million better than that situation. (laughs) So, and also I can get coffee all the time. I've been so blessed to have enough money to get coffee all the time and that's been amazing i love my iced vanilla lattes as you know but anyway whether you're on the road or in the car or hanging out with friends listening to my podcast for some reason or <laughs> just in your devotional time um tonight or today we're gonna be talking about our father in heaven and what really What I felt God wanted me to talk about today is John chapter 17. And this is probably my favorite chapter of all time in the Bible. And man, sometimes that's like, like I'll say that right now, but then I'll read some other stuff and be like, oh, that was incredible. It's like really hard to pick a favorite. But I remember reading John chapter 17 for the first time in chapters, coffee shop. And I was just, I've never read it before, and I read it, and I understood what was being said, and I was just like, I just started crying, just by myself at a coffee table, just crying, and my tears just barely missing my coffee, and just like, (laughs) just losing my mind, because I was just understanding what was happening in this chapter, and really moved by it, and it really makes me emotional just understanding what's going on in this chapter and how loving and good Jesus is and really reflects who the Father is. And yeah, just so much love from God and Jesus and just Jesus really speaking in this chapter, praying for us, for us following God and for us who accept who Jesus is. It's crazy because there's a part, too, where he speaks in, like, the third person. And, like, just understanding his love for us and just how much he wants us to be in his Father's presence. And really just, wow, it's just pretty pretty incredible. And so um, I'm going to start this off by reading this whole chapter. So most of this podcast will be just me reading and discussing this chapter and then we'll dive into another section that I want to focus on so John chapter 17 so it's titled the high priestly prayer and this is an ESV and it says when Jesus has spoken these words he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour has come glorify your son that the son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you have gave me to do. 
And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. So that's the first five verses. Already that is just packed with understanding really Jesus and his authority on earth and God's authority and really laying out the whole plan and like Jesus is really displaying here's what I've done on earth this is exactly what we planned ahead of time and here's what I want for all my children for all the people that follow you that praise the name of Jesus and that worship the God in heaven the one true God and even like discussing like God like Jesus is praying to God and like talking to him in a way that's even like acknowledging that this was a plan even before the world existed, which is crazy to think about. And you can dive into all these other subtopics based on that. But just understanding really Jesus showing his authority and glorifying God and just even acknowledging that he's accomplished the work that has been given to him. And that that is something I really desire too as a Christian followers just to at the point of where like I'm on my deathbed or wherever I'm at I'm about to die I want to be at the point where I said I did what God wanted me to do I accomplished all that he set before me and was obedient to that and so that really pushes me too, like even today like knowing that Tomorrow I could, who knows what could happen tomorrow. I could be driving to like somewhere and get in a car wreck and die. But I want to be ready so that the Father knows that I am in really in a good place where I served him willingly throughout my years. And even to the point where I'm not worried when I die, when I see my father, that I'm not even worried however he justifies me but I have full faith and trust that really through scripture and truth that by accepting Jesus I'm already going to heaven and it, it even says right here and it says since you have given him authority over all flesh which he's talking about himself to give eternal life to all whom you have given him so it's like that that verse alone is so complex like, since you have given him authority, so he's already talking about himself, Jesus, over all flesh, all flesh and blood, over all creation, Jesus has authority over it all, okay? And then it says to give eternal life to all. So I already cut that in half because it says to give eternal life to all. So Jesus is giving eternal life by just accepting what he's doing on the cross and really taking us away from sin and into a new life of righteousness. And so that's only half of that verse, though. And then it says, all whom you have given him. So it's like, then there's another aspect of God both, God both giving us that independence in life, choosing him, but also there's an aspect of God choosing us where Jesus acknowledges that 
all whom God has given him to accept who he is, which is so complex and makes me so, so thankful and blessed that I am one of his chosen disciples and just being here growing and knowing him and reassured that the father chose me and I can live life rejoicing that I am someone that God wants to love and who knows like for those who don't know him in your lives like I desire I desire people to know God because I want them to be accepted and there's so much life in the kingdom of heaven so much life in Jesus that really the kingdom of heaven resides in us now Jesus in us and it really brings new life and new perspective between what we see with our heavenly eyes compared to the culture around us that's so worldly and fleshly but guess what even right here it says that Jesus has authority over all flesh and now Jesus being within us we now have that authority overall no sin no fleshly worldly things can go against us we can no longer fear against the world because we have the most powerful creator and savior in the world on heaven and earth within us boom i would drop my mic so hard right now but i wouldn't because it'd make a loud sound and it'd sound bad on the podcast <laughs> but that we've only read five verses and there's so much. I could just continue on and dive deeper, deeper in this passage, but we got to keep going. It's It just keeps getting better. So <laughs> we're going to continue on. So it says in verse 6, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me. So there's that complex complex aspect again. Yours they were, and you gave them to me. Really, honestly, the thought that I'm getting right now is that God has authority over their lives. God has authority to judge them in any way, but then God gives them to the knowledge and wisdom of who Jesus is, and that's what saves them. That, I gotta staple that to the fridge or something. Okay, anyway, that's a good one. Here we go. Continuing on. That was only half a verse. And they have kept your word. Oh my gosh. Okay. I could dive in deeper with that. But we gotta keep going. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me. And they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. Oh man, it's so good. Okay, verse 9. I am praying for them. This is where I get really emotional and this is probably where I started to cry. It's right here where I realized now Jesus is truly praying for us. And man, it's crazy. And so verse 9, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them, and I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. That, that 
that's only half a verse of verse 11. That is incredible. And I am no longer in the world. Jesus is no longer part of this world. But they are in the world. Though we are in the world in flesh and blood, Jesus our Savior in spirit is now within us, not of this world. Wow. Okay. Anyway, verse 11, continuing on. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost, except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And as for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. That was the end of verse 19. Oh, man, it's honestly really breathtaking and incredible. If you've never read this chapter, it, there's so much love and goodness right here from Jesus praying for us to the Father, to God in heaven. And really, there's so much complexity in it. You could honestly preach like one or two verses in this chapter and dive deep into the gospel and who Jesus is and how really the prayers that he's praying is fulfilled through the cross and the resurrection. And it's pretty insane to think about just so much love and joy. Thinking about, thinking about the joy he was talking about in verse... 13, but now I am coming to you and these things. So here he says, but now I'm coming to you. So he knows that he's going to die, but be resurrected and going back to the Father. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. His joy. And you think about how much joy Jesus had. I can only imagine, that, like, honestly, I could picture Jesus walking around constantly with the disciples whether they were like stressed or worried about some small situation and Jesus just smiling. Just like I already know what you're thinking. <laughs> I already know you're stressed out, but guess what? I know who my God is. I know who the Father in heaven is to me and is to my people. And here's what he's doing. Boom. And then he's just so full of joy and love and the amount of time throughout the New Testament where Jesus like separates himself from people just to spend time with God. I think there's a passage where he spent 40 days in the wilderness just being with God in his presence and even being tempted and all for the sake of 
God's purpose in his life. And through it all, he was just been, he is so full of joy, so full, so full of love for our father in heaven. And even knowing how much God loves us. And it's just so, so, so incredible. And even there's an aspect in here too, where I can't find it right now with my eyes, but it does mention, oh, here we are, here we are, I see it. Okay, so it says in verse 11, And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me. So that, that is a big aspect. So this is a big dynamic of the Trinity where... Jesus uh, Jesus is acknowledging that he is God that I am coming to you holy father keep them in your name which we name him God which you have given me which is God Jesus so now he's proclaiming Jesus is Lord and then it says that they may be one that we ourselves may be one in Christ one with Jesus, the Holy Spirit within us, which you have, wait, let's get, it says even as we are one. So it's like, whoa. So really you see the fulfillment of this prayer where Jesus already knows that the Father and him are God, yet he is the son dying on the cross, but he acknowledges that they are both that God has given him authority, Lord, the name of Jesus is now Lord. But I'm wondering too, like right now I'm wondering if he doesn't know yet about the Holy Spirit if he's praying this. Because he's asking God that we ourselves may be one in Christ, just as he is one with the Father. And Sometimes if you think about this too hard, you just your brain hurts for especially people that are just becoming Christians. But how I see it is Jesus and God both have authority overall. Still, though, Jesus always looks to the Father. The Father is over all, but they are both God. And here, really, Jesus is wanting us to be the same way look to the father as full as the one with full authority but being one in him and he is also wanting us to be like that and so thinking about really like I'm wondering like did Jesus know about the Holy Spirit right here with him having all authority and being God I'm assuming maybe I think he does but I don't know that's a mystery I'm okay with that but Knowing the fulfillment of that prayer later when he's being resurrected and going up to heaven, he's saying, there's someone like me that is going to be within you, which is the Holy Spirit. And that is really the fulfillment of the God, the Savior of the world, being within us, known as the Holy Spirit. There's the Trinity. Boom. Super complex. Maybe I should do an episode dedicated to it. Let me know. I could dive deeper into this, but 
really just shows the authority we have over worldly things of this world and flesh and blood and sinful nature can no longer have authority over our lives but now we can say no to those things because the holy spirit the god had three in one is now in us boom another staple to put on the fridge but also one thing that did um stick out that i'm sure maybe you guys have heard it too when i just read it is that in verse 12 it says while i was with them i kept them in their name which you have given me i have guarded them and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction so when i first read that i was like son of destruction is he talking about the devil and so that was verse 12 so i'm gonna look at my notes here and it says jesus came in god and father's authority and represented the father's entire character son of destruction is referring to judas so that's pretty intense so in this interpretation saying that judas is the son of destruction which and thinking like about i think it's i think it's in the next chapter it does talk about judas really being controlled by the devil and fully given to the devil and to Satan. So that makes sense why he becomes the son of destruction. But just so I just wanted to clarify that in case anyone was like, who in the world is that? What is he talking about? But anyway, let's continue on. There's so much. I just, I really encourage you to read this chapter. It's just so full of like knowledge that you can just like sit an entire day's worth of just reading and learning and like seeing these like interesting aspects of who God is, who Jesus is. But all in all, there's so much goodness and love that Jesus is wanting for us through praying to his Father. Okay, verse 20. And it says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So this is so emotionally amazing and loving and He's not even just asking for those who already know him, but for those who are going to know him through the people that believe in Jesus already, which is incredible. And so anyway, it continues on verse 21, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. Wow, that, okay, I'm, I'm going to go off topic if I continue, if I talk, so I'm going to keep going. So that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, 
and these and these know that you have sent me i made known to them your name and i will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and i in them holy crap <laughs> like that that is so like okay like if you if you're dealing with sin right now and stressed out and you're just worried about what's happening in the world man i just i'd really really encourage you to read this chapter i really understand that the love of god is within jesus and jesus within the father that the jesus is really the perfect representation of how much god loves us and really what he did on the cross and and god sending his son displaying his love through jesus and what his whole life has been on in this world and now resurrecting and giving us the holy spirit and just this whole entire chapter really lays out the purpose and the heart of jesus how much he wants to just love us in all circumstances that he knows that the world even goes against us he says that but he doesn't want us to be of the world he wants us to be closer to the father just as he is and that brings the joy that's fulfilled in our lives that we can be set apart made righteous and say no to just the things of this world and be set apart even though we may have things go against us we are so filled with joy and peace because of the authority that lives in our lives that we are so comforted by the fact that jesus what he did on the cross that he paid the full debt for our sin that we no longer have to look at the past or look at the situations that may come ahead of us that may throw us from side to side but man knowing that what jesus has done on the cross was really the perfect the perfect sacrifice that could have ever been paid that there's no one like him and really i'm running out of time i i could i was gonna talk about the other passage which really the heart of it is displaying that there is no there is no pope there is no priest there is no pastor there is no prophet there is no disciple that is exactly like jesus i know you were probably thinking there is no nut and then you're like what the heck but no what i'm saying is that there is nobody like jesus no matter who you talk to no one on this earth is gonna be exactly the same as jesus nowhere close but jesus can be displayed within our lives jesus being in us helps us become more like him and helps us live a life full of righteousness and full of pure heartedness and saying no to the things of this world no to fleshly ways and really having joy and peace to rest knowing that the next day is not really secured i guess from like death or like accidents you know there's still things in this world that are crazy and could happen but we're secure knowing that we are secure in heaven 
because of what Jesus has done and that the Holy Spirit lives in us. That we have fully accepted what Jesus has done on the cross and that changes everything. Man, yeah, what a great Father's Day to just, even now, I just hope you understand that even if you don't have a father on earth that is loving you, there is a father in heaven that is so, so in love with you. And the evidence is here in the Bible. And this is truth. This is wisdom that we can take hold of and walk in. That our father in heaven truly, truly loves us indeed. All right, everyone. Hope you have a great week. Uh, Have a iced vanilla latte for sure. But have a great Father's Day. (laughs) 